0: This is Ruben Comics Podcast. My name is Ruben, and today we'll be talking about Iron Man. This movie launched a cinematic universe known as the MCU. I invited a friend to watch it with me, and now we're going to talk about it. Without further ado, let's give a warm welcome to Mr. Gray.
1: Reuben. good evening. It's a pleasure to be here with you, and thanks for inviting me back on your show. Ah, the pleasure's all mine that
0: you've accepted my invitation. <laughs> I wouldn't miss it. So, to start things off, what's your favorite scene in the movie?
1: Yeah, that's a good question, because there's a lot of material to choose from. Yeah, I love some of the funnier moments when he's you know, falling out of the sky and hitting the ground hard or having to put things out with fire extinguishers. But I'll tell you, the, the part I enjoyed the most was at the end when he said, I am Iron Man. I felt like that was kind of the culmination of a lot that happened in the movie. I didn't feel like it was just him putting it out there to take credit, but I felt like it was him owning it. And that kind of stems from him doing things as an eventer, getting things wrong, not taking things too serious to deter him, and even beating some bad guys along the way. So that one sticks out to me, and I'm sure it sets up the next movies quite well.
0: Absolutely.
1: What scene made you laugh the most, Ruben? Hmm, a few standouts.
0: One of them has to do with Tony Rhodes and some, Flight attendance on uh, a private plane with a few bars of alcohol, just having a ball. I could see why that would stand
1: out. That sounds like probably good fun for anyone. Thanks for sharing. Ah, no
0: problem. Although I wouldn't consume any alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's good. Yeah, like age appropriate, right? Mm hmm. Yep. So, what? lessons did you learn from tony stark when he built the suit with the scientists in the cave Uh, how could you use those same lessons in your life
1: today i could tell you i wanted to answer that question quick because it's probably one of the most important areas that i've learned from over the years partnership to me is key for tony stark it was when he was in that cave First of all, the scientist saved his life by creating that big magnet that kept the shrapnel from his heart. And then they worked together to build a smaller magnet that was more portable using a technology that Tony Stark invented. And then they went to work on building the suit while concealing that from the bad guys. The bad guys were looking for them to do something different. They worked the suit. And there's no way that that could have been built without the help of that scientist that was in the cave with Tony. And at the end of the day, the scientists even helped Tony stay alive as he tried to escape. So partnership kind of really hits home with me. And then in, in work, I know that a lot of my success can be accredited to having a strong partnership base. At my company, I've been working closely with three business partners. And there's something that uh, your loyal listeners should check out. It's called the Disc Profile. And there's four quadrants, Dominant, Influential, Steady, and conscientious. And interestingly, my partners and I each fall within one of those quadrants without overlapping each other. And it really shows up in how we work through issues together, overcome challenges, creatively think together. Everybody brings a different perspective and understanding that has more impact. My big takeaway is don't try to do it on your own because it's going to be really hard and you're not going to do it as well as you could do if you did it with others that really complement your abilities. One needs help. That's exactly right. Who are your partners, Urban, as we're talking about this in your life, and what qualities or expertise do they
0: uniquely offer you? One of them has to be my dad. When it involves my business or anything we're doing, at G natural he offers insight to how to think outside the box, finding ways to handle a problem by working on solutions. solution. For instance, let's say I have this idea for a comic book that involves a hero taking on crime. Normally, I am good at buying out the story, but I can't quite draw as efficient as, let's say, Jack Kirby at Marvel, so what will we do is find an artist and a content writer to help you flesh out what those characters would look like and the environment they have it so it all blends together. That to me is a great example of
1: partnership and bringing in talent from multiple sources to have a big impact. Thanks for sharing that, Ruben. I appreciate you sharing that. Always.
0: So, how does Pepper Potts
1: compare to Peggy Carter? Uh, uh, Yeah. So, we talked last time about Captain America. I'll tell you, both Pepper and Peggy are strong women. They present themselves that way. They engage that way. They're very bright in their own ways. And there is uh, some subtle differences. And I think it's based off of how they can show up as a partner or in this case, their superhero. You know, Pepper shows up a little bit more like a mom. Tony Stark needs that, I think, just because as him being an engineer and creative, I think there's certain things that are lost on him and and Pepper sets him straight. So in some ways she's kind of his conscious. Where Peggy, she's really a partner to Captain America. They empower each other and she helps him see that he can do things even bigger than he thinks he can, and uh, is a good support network there, but she certainly doesn't need the mother. Captain America's got strong values and a real sense of leadership, and so for you know, for Captain America, Peggy's able to more lean into that with just empowering and reinforcing uh, a lot of his talents. That's a good question. I like that one, moving.
0: What would you consider is Iron Man's
1: natural superpower? I would say engineering. He's a gifted engineer. You know, when you take away all of the things that are happening that's more superficial, like the partying and having fun, and you peel all that back, at his heart, he's an engineer. He's an inventor. And we all have our own superpower. If you were to ask me what my superpower is, I would say that I do serve kind of in an influencing role within work. So I talked earlier about the disc and one of those quadrants is influencer. I help my colleagues connect dots. You know, I don't get as caught up in the details on things as one of my other partners is phenomenal at. Very analytical, very good at sitting with the data and getting a good view put together. But then it's hard when you're in that to step back and say, Okay, how should I think about this? And it's hard to elevate your thinking and I think that that's where I contribute to the team. I have kind of a natural disposition to try to stay positive about things, even when it's hard, and um, try to find the good in things. And often that can result to uh, identifying a solution that works well for the group. That's my ability, but there's a lot of other things I'm not as good at. That's why it's important to have partners there by your side. What does good innovation look like to you in Ironman?
0: A lot of it has to do with robotics and artificial intelligence, like his digital assistant, Jarvis, the Alexa of the movie. Mm-hmm. In the beginning, he was your average rich cowboy with a giant company that deals heavily on weapons. As he saw what happened when these weapons of mass destruction are used in the wrong hands, he sought to do right by the scientist and the company that his father built by closing the weapons build business. This leads to the next phase in his journey, building the Iron Man. He approves his thrusters. Instead of guns and what's it called, tear gas, he used energy beams like
1: propulsors. Yeah, so his innovation just kept building on what he was learning on to make it better. He was able to beat the superhero in the long run by doing that, right? Because he had learned that he couldn't just fly it into space without experiencing some technical difficulties. So he was able to learn from that and, and innovate further and perfect that issue. So it's the pursuit of
0: perfection
1: over time as an innovator, right? Of course. Yeah. And
0: it's cool how he invented Jarvis. job is to help him out. That's right. Like his best friend. Yeah. Another partner for him, right? Most definitely. So, how would you rate the villain by weakness and strength?
1: Yeah. I think, you know, his strength was determination, but that's an Achilles heel for him, too, because he was very short-sighted and did things underhandedly and was sly about it. And it backfired on on him. You know, as I mentioned, that One of the bugs that Tony Stark worked out was being able to fly into space and not have the suit shut down on him. That was because of ice that was collecting on the suit. Well, uh, our villain did not know that that would be an issue. So he took Tony's existing suit, which was the first generation, tried to get it to work again, tried to make it a little better, but didn't really fully test it out as a good innovator would. And um, they flew in, into the outer space because Tony Stark knew that would cause a problem for that suit, and sure enough, it did. And that's how he won. So, like any other villain, uh, short-sightedness, being too brash and overconfident can lead to a lot of issues. And we're seeing that in the world today too. It's something that we all need to learn from.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, he he uh, definitely <laughs> took a loss there. That's exactly right. So Stark does like to have fun. You talked about that earlier, you know, with his cars and partying. And I'd love to hear how
0: uh, you like to have fun, Ruben. There was an occasion like my birthday. We would be going to the arcade in Washington, D.C., Mm -hmm. going to the bowling alley as well as riding Segways with my dad and brother downtown. Mm. That we did for my recent birthday at Washington D.C. During the summer, I go to the beach, smell in the outdoors. It has a lot to explore, like walking the boardwalk, stopping at some the restaurants. I know that Ocean City makes a mean Rupert fish and chips. I also like riding my bike to exercise. And it keeps the, the waist down.
1: <laughs> I like that. I like that. It also, it keeps the adrenaline pumping, and, and I think that's a little bit of what Tony Stark likes about life, right? So it's important to have uh, a balance where uh, you, you work hard and you play hard. It sounds like you got a little Tony Stark in you, Ruben. Yep, and uh, to learn from the best. <laughs> there you go.
0: So, as a hidden fact question for our audience, which character in the movie directed Iron Man
1: 1-2? You know, you asked me about this before, and I remember the chauffeur had a prominent role. So, why don't you uh, help fill me in? I I think you're going to know this better than me.
0: Well, he handles all his security, called uh, Happy Hogan, also known as John fowler
1: Hmm.
0: He directed a lot of small movies like Elf back in the early 2000s, among starring other things that caught Marvel's eye when they were making the first Iron Man movie to launch their cinematic universe. He's very gifted
1: both as an actor and a director, right? Most definitely. He fits the bill.
0: That's right. How would you rate the movie overall?
1: Yeah, like the last time, I rate this one high. It's got a lot of kind of body to it that you would want from a superhero movie. You know, Captain America's got that little extra edge for me, just because he's working with the military and serving. And Tony, obviously, is supporting the military. So I I would put it at a 10. I think I gave Captain America an 11. So it's right up there.
0: Same here. And my, didn't answer this earlier, but my favorite scene in the movie was when he got knocked down by that. <laughs> he got knocked down by that little tank. Just mm-hmm. boy, tank could finish him off. He launched a missile at it and just walked away. Next thing you know, it exploded. <laughs> it was the most
1: explosive small missile I ever seen in my life. That's the end of my book. Shows uh, the power of an innovator who has good partners helping him.
0: A mess up. Okay, everyone, you know I like to do fun facts, and here are seven about Iron Man. Here we go. One, Tom Cruise was almost Iron Man, he turned it down because he wasn't pleased with the script. Two, Jarvis, Tony Stark's AI system assistant stands for just a rather very intelligent system. 3. Yes, the Iron Man suit can lift over a hundred tons. That's pretty impressive. 4. Iron Man turns 59 this year in 1963. He was first conceived as an anti-communist hero. Not bad for a hero near retirement. 5. Iron Man suit is close to becoming a reality. Lockhead Martin is one of the several companies in the process of developing Esco Skeleton's reminiscent of the Iron Man suit 6. Robert Downey Jr. is one of the world's oldest superheroes. He turned 56 this year, which makes him one of the oldest actors to ever play a superhero. He's the same age as my dad, now that's cool. And last but not least. Tony Stark's character is based on Howard Hugh. Stan Lee based Iron Man on Howard Hugh, who Lee describes as one of the most colorful men of our time. And that's seven secret facts about Iron Man. This is Ruben from Ruben Comics. Next episode, we'll be talking about Doctor Strange. Signing off. Ruben, Ruben i